Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. He kōna e purangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. I feel like I actually have ice on me. It's like a love-hate relationship. You initially get the, the massive gasp response, it's the cold chop response, it's a classic. It's gonna feel so nice. When you come out and the blood rushes back into the extremities, that's actually a really great sensation. You ready? Yeah. Okay, so here we go. Welcome to Healthy or Hoax. I'm Stacey Morrison, and this was a challenging episode for me. You've got 30 seconds, Stacey. You're doing great. I'm really glad that I have gloves on. Okay, I'm starting to shiver now. This week, we're looking at cryotherapy, which is really just a fancy way of saying cold therapy. There are a couple of different ways to treat yourself to cold immersion therapy, like having a cold shower or taking a dip in freezing water. Or you can go high-tech and hop into a cryo chamber. So that's what we did. There's only one in New Zealand at the moment at Cryo Health Solutions in Takapuna on Auckland's North Shore. Jill Somerville runs the spa. So my background is I have a bachelor's degree in biology and I have a master's degree in physical therapy. So I got my schooling and my license um, as a physical therapist in California and I've been a physical therapist for about 18 years. So I've always been in the rehab world. I visited Somerville shortly after the TV3 Matchbook guys. With these old bodies, it might be time to try a modern day recovery technique. Back in our day, there was a couple of cold ones. Nowadays, it's a whole different kind of cold one. Bucca sent us here to cryotherapy, so I am a little bit nervous, I'm not going to lie. Okay, you're on your pizza, come on in. (laughs) (laughs) So I had a bit of an idea of what was going to happen, but nothing could prepare me. So with the whole body cryotherapy, more skin exposed, the better, okay? But you do have to protect your extremities, so fingers and toes definitely have to be protected. So what you're going to do is you're basically going to be down to your undergarments. Mm -hmm. There are socks in the basket there. So you're going to grab a pair of socks, gloves, add any one of the slippers, a robe, and then you'll come on out. This is very exciting to me because my toes and hands are always cold. Yes, they will be completely warm in the nice woolies. For the outfits. It looks so cute. It feels very weird. Or the cold. So first time, we do about two and a half minutes. The max you can do in this machine is three minutes, and you'll get down to temperatures between negative 130 and 140 degrees Celsius, okay? I can't even get my head around what that is. Once you get down to about negative 100, you're going to really feel that change in the temperature. Okay, it's starting to get real. Yes. <laughs> Shoot, it's cold now. <laughs> it's getting cold now. Really, I know. Breathe through it. Breathe through it. You're getting oxygen. Am I supposed to move? You don't. If you actually move, sometimes it creates wind, and you can actually feel. So just try to relax the body. Just kind of focus on your breathing. You're doing great. 
anything for three minutes but I would say right now the time period where you're at you got about 40 seconds left okay. this is where you're gonna feel maybe a little sting on the legs yeah, a little do. pins and needles insides of the That's elbows back of the knees you've got 30 seconds Stacey okay, you're doing great I'm really glad that I have gloves on Ooh, okay I'm starting to shiver now Ooh. Ooh, la, la. Seconds. so there's no more cold blasts home stretch unusual feeling. I feel like I actually have ice on me. It's gonna feel so nice. It, it, when you come out and the blood rushes back into the extremities, that's actually a really great sensation. Well done. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well done. I feel like I'm, I, I've got pins and needles. Yes. As I was warming up, Somerville explained how the freezing temperature causes the receptors in the skin to react, creating a fight or flight response, which results in the blood being diverted to the vital organs. She says while it's sitting there in your core, it's getting pumped full of oxygen, enzymes and nutrients, which then circulate through the body as you warm up. Well, I do feel good. I feel sort of zingy yes. and not cold anymore. That's, yes. Yeah. A single three-minute session in the cryo chamber costs about $70, but Somerville recommends a series of visits. Around three has kind of been the magical number where people really start to feel the difference in their bodies. She says cryotherapy is gaining in popularity, with some of her clients getting daily treatments. I like to have it about once a week. So the more sessions you get under your belt, the longer your relief periods last. So for me, I feel like I can go about a month before I feel like I, mm, okay, I need to kind of get back in there, give myself a little boost or, you know, oh, my low back's a little bit sore, get in there um, and decrease some of the inflammation in my body. She says it's good for people with muscle pain or injuries. It is very effective to decrease inflammation, decrease lactic acid, decrease that delayed onset muscle soreness. Anyone having trouble sleeping? What we found is people that are notoriously poor sleepers, yes, they have noticed a change in their sleeping pattern. I think the science behind that is the norepinephrine that does get released within your system that kind of helps with your sleep-wake cycle. That said also, sometimes it's a combination of the people that are, that are unable to sleep. Maybe they have a lot of stress or stressful jobs. Um, it has shown to decrease cortisol levels which then helps to um, relieve your stress as well. So sometimes these things can kind of overlap and play into one another. Somerville also offers a cryofacial. The cryofacial is my favorite. <laughs> it's, it's a really nice natural way to tighten and brighten your skin. Um, with cryotherapy, it was originated back in the 70s by a Japanese rheumatologist. And so all of his clients and patients that had rheumatoid arthritis, osteoarthritis, what they were finding is their pain levels were decreasing and their inflammation was decreasing. But all of his patients that had skin conditions like eczema, psoriasis, dermatitis, all of their skin conditions were clearing up. So then they started noticing um, from the whole body one because it kind of works from the inside out, increasing um, a change in that cellular production, pushing new skin cell growth to the surface, their skin was improving. She says it's basically good for anyone looking for a bit of a pick-me-up. Honestly, almost everybody that has come in and tried it has 
felt some sort of benefit. Um, and usually within that first hour, you get that endorphin rush. So people feel very energetic. It's a little bit of a mood booster. So there's actually been some really great studies that have come out, you know, with depression and anxiety. One, two, because like I said before, it decreases that cortisol level, which help kind of decreases stress. The endorphins give a little bit of a mood boost. It is an alternative practice. Um, so, you know, with science, they don't always put a lot of time and money towards alternative practices. But um, in Europe, it's been around for 20 plus years. So more and more uh, studies have been coming out between Europe and the United States. So now we're at the science, it's time to bring in Jim Cotter. We had your classic video call. Kilda, I can hear you. Are you there? Kilda, Dr. Cotter is a professor in environmental physiology and exercise at the University of Otago, and knows a thing or two about the cold's effect on the body. I did my master's research on um, hypothermia, immersion hypothermia. So we regularly made ourselves uh, hypothermic, and um, we've been using it more recently as a way to look at some brain function stuff. He's a bit sceptical about the benefits of cryo chambers. Um, it provides income, I guess, and it provides a way to keep money moving in society. Um, I don't see any benefits really other than that. It can make people feel good, um, but so can a cold bath, so can a cold shower. Yeah, I'd be struggling. We'll come back to Dr. Cotter and the science, but he raises the other super popular form of cold immersion therapy that we want to look into, ice baths. Their popularity is partly thanks to a Dutch guy called the Iceman. For decades on end, Wim Hof, widely reckoned as the Iceman, has done the unthinkable. With over 23 world records, including one for taking the longest ice bath and completing a full marathon above the polar circle in temperatures close to minus 20 degrees, he proved the impossible. Wim Hof is an extreme athlete who's come up with this entire breathing method to help withstand freezing temperatures. His website claims his breathing technique and daily ice baths can boost your immune system, improve your metabolism, relieve stress and improve mental health, as well as a number of more specific claims around certain illnesses. He has some pretty high-profile followers here in New Zealand. Sarah Hidene, Matika Hunene Kitawairo. Kia ora Sarah, Stacey Morrison, Dene. Kia ora, how are you? I'm very good, I just followed you on Twitter. I followed you back. Yeah. <laughs> As an international rugby player, ice baths are just part of a day's work, particularly after a tough training session with the Black Ferns. But Hidani does them in her spare time too. A local physio showed her the Wim Hof method and she's never looked back. I, yeah, I suppose fell in love with it straight away and just the benefits that I felt from it and, um, and have been doing it for a couple of years now. Every morning I'll do um, the Wim Hof breathing and then jump into the cold uh, immersion which is the ice bath or, or cold shower. And, um, yeah, it just, I suppose, just resets your body, gets it into, like, a really good place to, I suppose, thrive for the day. Have you ever struggled to get in or to turn the shower to cold? Always, every single time. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's like a, it's like a love-hate relationship, I think. Like, yeah, every morning I'm like, oh, yeah, it's so good for me, it's so good. And then as soon as you 
go to hop in or you've got the shower on hot and you go to turn on cold, you're like, oh, do I really want to do this? Is it really worth it? There's constant questions in your mind, like, ticking over. But then you do it and get out and you're like, oh, yeah, that feels amazing and that's why I do it. So obviously you're you're feeling stressed because it's cold. You get anxious. You kind of get all, like, a little bit stressed. So if you can, like, control your breathing, um, control your mind, the faster you can do that, then you then start connecting your body and your mind because your mind will control what your body's doing. And I think that's the coolest thing about it is that you can really control your body by, by your breath, by talking to yourself. And I think that's what like I really like about it. And then as soon as you've got that feeling, like I completely feel energized because I'm like, I'm in control of everything that I've got. Um, and then as soon as you get out, then like I feel, you still do feel cold, but... Um, you feel um, like you've kind of reset yourself. Like it's actually quite an easy practice, even though sometimes mentally it's a little bit hard, but yeah. But you like the mental challenge by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Like when people ask me, why do you do it? The first thing I say is because it makes me feel good. Like you don't choose to do stuff if it doesn't make you feel good. So, yeah. It makes you feel good after feeling bad. Is that right? <laughs> There's only a 10-second feeling of feeling bad, or more like the build-up of before you even hop in is the worst part. Hedene has a tub at home which she bought online, and she fills it up with water and salt ice. She stays in for about five minutes. Now, when you talk about this breathing, I know it, it might feel weird to do on the radio, but could you share with us what it sounds like or what it is? <laughs> yeah, it does sound weird, but so you um, going fully in... And then fully out. So in and out 30 times. Um, and then you go all the way out, hold, and then hold it for as long as you can. And then once you hit that point, then you breathe in for 15 seconds. And then you carry on the cycle, same 30 times. And then do three to four rounds. So how long would that take you in total? Oh, it's about 10 minutes in the morning, 10, 11 minutes, depending on how long you can hold your breath for. It's really hard to listen to you without starting to do it yourself. <laughs> okay, so that's part of how you do you do that before you get into the bath or as part of just coping with the cold? Uh, just before I get into the bath. So it's, it, it gets you like your alkaline levels um, really high so then it helps your, um, to be able to adapt to the cold and then obviously when the cold increases that as well. But um, for me, I do like the breathing in the morning because – even if sometimes during the day if I'm feeling um, tired or a little bit stressed from what's going on, then I'll actually take time to, to do the breathing. So um, that's probably a practice that I use quite a bit. Hedene only does the ice bath about once a week, but she does the breathing and has a cold shower every morning. Having a hot shower in the morning feels weird now. Oh, OK. I feel cold I just thinking about it. But, <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. It's funny, like, that was definitely me when I first started. Um, and... Like, people think I'm crazy, but until you, like, actually try it and then get quite consistent with it, there's been a couple of my friends who have got really consistent, and now they text me, and I'm like, yay, now I don't need a hot shower in the morning. And that's, like, a real cool thing for me. So, we, yeah, trying to just continue the practice with my friends as well. Are there sound effects when you get into the cold shower? Is there any? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So we're hearing from both Somerville and Hedene that once you get past the shock, cryotherapy can help reduce muscle inflammation, ease pain and relieve stress. For me, I felt good after the first treatment. 
for a few minutes, but it didn't actually have any ongoing impacts that I could tell. Then again, I only had it once, and you're supposed to have it a few times. As for the cold water, I hate it. It's my kryptonite. But after listening to Sarah Hedini, okay, I've been braver and have managed to start to almost enjoy a cold swim and shower. But what does the science tell us? Yeah, increasingly, there's increasingly science on the whole body cryotherapy. Here's Jim Cotter again. One thing in general about cryotherapy, um, and this has mostly been shown in cold water and and with ice packs on, on muscle injury, they can reduce inflammation, they can reduce pain, and they can lead to earlier recovery of strength if you've damaged muscle. So there can be benefits in those situations. Whether that's good in the long term is, it may be the opposite. Sometimes it is. Like ice, for example, as a cryotherapy, has been shown to to reduce pain, reduce swelling, and that's fantastic if you want early recovery. But it looks like, certainly from the animal data, that that's not what you want in the long term. It actually impairs the long-term health of that tissue. And it's possibly the same with early recovery from exercise. So people promote the cryotherapy chambers, the cold water immersion um, as a way to recover faster and therefore supposedly become fitter. But now the studies are coming out and showing actually we may be getting the opposite effect um, at worst or no effect often. It's now been shown also that like the whole body cryotherapy chambers, they can, they certainly don't help fitness enhancement. So what's good in the short term, and an athlete might think they get a benefit from recovering faster, but you've kind of got to look at, well, what are you training for? And you're training to improve your physiological function. So if you reduce that recovery effect too quickly, you may be impairing some of the longer term benefits that you get. And Cotter says not all cryotherapies are created equal. Yeah, the cryotherapy chambers and water immersion are completely different. Mm. Um, the, the actual effects that the cryo chambers um, purport to have, water actually has a much bigger effect. So it cools your skin faster, it cools the underlying tissue faster, it redistributes blood flow more, um, and it, yeah, water's still better than super chilled air. Right. So you did use the word purport. <laughs> so for cryo chambers, do you think that they are different in terms of what impact and result they have as opposed to ice baths? Um, yes. Um, those, they tend to be used for quite short exposures and it doesn't really do much in that time. Uh, and it, because they don't call that much, and they're not having a terribly great effect. Um, whereas an ice bath, Ice bath gives you much more cardiovascular, like that cold shock that you just don't get in air, um, which is good and bad. Like if you don't, if it doesn't kill you, same as many things. If it doesn't kill you, it might be good for you. This seems to have taken a bit of a dark turn. So cold water is potentially more dangerous, even though I mean there have been deaths in the whole body cryo chambers, but that's really, really unlikely, and they're well safeguarded against that. But there have been a lot more deaths in cold water, and that's because they're really hard on the heart. Like the the gas that you get, you also get a really strong activation of your sympathetic nervous system, and that does two things that are hard on the heart. One is it pushes your blood pressure up as it reduces blood flow to places that you know don't need it. Um, so your heart has to push against high blood pressure, which means which means it has to do a lot of work. 
And the other thing is it beats fast, and that makes it have to do more work too because it's a muscle. It needs more oxygen. And both of those things demand that the heart has more oxygen, but it actually gets less. And that means if you're prone to a heart attack, then that, you know, that's quite a risky thing. So cold water has, has a much more profound effect than cold air. So cryotherapy can help with reducing pain and swelling in the short term, but by doing that we might be stopping longer term development. And worst case scenario, the shock of cold water immersion could kill you. I've got a pretty good idea of how Dr. Cotter might rate cryo chambers. Yeah, you might be able to guess. <laughs> do you want to say it or do you want me to? Uh, you say it and then I'll say if it's what uh, I thought it was. Well, well, at the moment, I think it's a zero or a one. That's exactly what I thought. And I, I guess what I'm taking into account there is the data are often from another situation, that you know, from, from an ice pack or from cold water, and then they're extrapolated onto cryotherapy, onto that form of cryotherapy. And it's mostly also for me that you can just gain those effects so easily in so many other ways. And the short-term effect isn't necessarily the same as the long-term effect. It may be the opposite. So that's why I'm going with a, a very low score. And in particular, um, it costs people real money and it costs the planet. And um, I just think we have to factor those things in. And once you do that, you know, it, it doesn't score well. It might sound like Cotter is down on all cryotherapy, but he's actually pretty positive about activities that take us out of our comfort zone in a non-life-threatening way. I mean, I'm an environmental physiologist and I just think we've built an environment that has none, none of those useful stresses in it. Cotter says challenging our bodies can be done safely, like building up your stamina by taking up ocean swimming in the summer and keeping it up through the winter. That risk actually reduces a great deal after you've got used, you know, you only need to do that a few times and you get a much less of that cardiovascular effect. It really happens quite quickly. And then maintaining it, of course, and it could have huge benefits, particularly for our mental health. Yeah, and that that gets at another point, which is completely different, and that might be the future of cryotherapy, and that might be much closer to five. Uh, we haven't even talked about those effects, but, um, but it's very early days in that research, and there could be some really good antidepressant effects and some structural effects in the brain. But um, they're going to be from exactly what you say. They're going to be cold water swimming. So um, if it doesn't kill you in the process of having a heart attack through the you know the cold effect, um, <laughs> which would be kind of inconvenient. Um, yeah, we might be talking much closer to five. Thanks for listening to Healthy or Hoax, hosted by me, Stacey Morrison. A special thanks to Jill Somerville, Sarah Hedini and Dr Jim Cotter for their expertise. This episode was produced by Liz Garten and mixed by Alex Alec McMillan. The executive producer is Tim Watkin. You can find all the other Healthy or Hoax episodes on the RNZ website or any of the podcasting apps, along with heaps of other great RNZ podcasts like the new season of Conversations with My Immigrant Parents. Next week, I'm getting my DNA tested to see if it has any insights into my overall health.